Hey everyone, on this episode of Vegan Snack Attack, you're going to hear me get surprised by my guest, Joe Winky of Healthy Surprise, a vegan snack subscription service, by telling me that he's going to be offering all of my listeners, that's you guys, 50% off your first month subscription to Healthy Surprise, or $10 off if you give it as a gift. Uh, so, like I said, it's a vegan snack subscription service, and it's, you know, kind of perfect timing. Valentine's Day is coming up. Maybe a good idea to get somebody as a gift. Uh, but check it out. It's HealthySurprise.com, and put Vegan Snack Attack in when you enter in the coupon code, and you can get 50% off your first month subscription. If you're getting it for yourself, or if you're giving it as a gift, you get $10 off. All right, enjoy the show. If you're ever seeking for some grub Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vegan Snack Attack. It's me, it's John, and I am here with the owner of a company called Healthy Surprise. Uh, Joe Winky is here, and Healthy Surprise is a company that does subscription-based snack delivery. Uh, on the last episode of Vegan Snack Attack, I spoke with a company called Vegan Snack Attack, who does something very similar, and I'm really excited to talk to Joe and hear about what his experiences are like. So, Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, Healthy Surprise and how that all came about and uh, just kind of basically what the company is all about. Well, you got a couple things there. Uh, how it came about, um, what we do, and uh, my experience. Uh, healthy Surprise really is the fun and easy way to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, we ship out a box every month of vegan, natural, soy-free, and gluten-free snacks to our clients. It's a new mix of snacks every month. Uh, everything's delicious, and I like to think about it as the best snacks on the planet. The best snacks on the planet. Yeah. Uh, I've taken a look at your website, and I've seen some of the snacks that you do offer in there, and I have to agree with you that some, those are some of the best snacks on the planet. Thank uh, you. So how did, you, how did you get started? So the whole thing started at an event called Startup Weekend. Are mm -hmm. you familiar with that? I am not. So uh, there's an organization called StartupWeekend.org, and they put these events on that run about uh, a weekend, and they're little business plan competitions. So what people do is you have about they do a hundred people show mm -hmm. up at a, a place. Uh, this one was held at the Coloft in Santa Monica, and um, hundred people show up. There's a little mixer, kind of icebreaker. And then anyone that has an idea for a business can pitch the idea to the entire group. So usually about 25 people have business ideas. You, f you line up, they have an iPad with a one minute timer and it counts down and you get mm -hmm. one minute to pitch your idea. So I basically said, you know, snack delivery service, healthy snacks sent out every month, personal shopper, etc. And then uh, after all the pitches are done, uh, everybody votes on their favorite idea. So the top 10 ideas uh, those people who pitch those ideas become team leaders, and then you have to go back into the group of the other 90 people and recruit them to join your team. Uh, once oh. you do that, you then start at about 8 o'clock at night on Friday, and you work until about Sunday, pencils down around 6 p.m., and then you have to present what you've built uh, to the group. 
So you, most of the companies are more tech focused. They're kind of like okay. technical solutions. Mine's more of an applied tech. So we take, uh, you know, kind of the latest and greatest online services, roll them together to provide this snack service. And uh, that was kind of where it started, man, at this event. It was kind of a crazy idea. I was working on another project called This Is Backpacking at the time. Um, I had this idea. Uh, I did it just kind of as a fluke thing. I didn't expect it to go anywhere. But on Sunday when I presented, I sold about $700 in subscriptions at the event. Yeah, so I kind of thought I might have something. And then what really made me go to the next level was about two weeks later, uh, I had installed this little chat client on the site so I could chat with people that were on the site. Uh And there wasn't a lot of traffic for this little thing I started that was two weeks old. And someone came on the site and uh, started chatting with me. And while they were chatting, they purchased uh, the $100 a month box. Nice. Um, But what's peculiar about this sale, which, you know, that was a big sale at the time, even now, you know, very small percentage of the clients opt for the larger product. But this particular customer was in Abu Dhabi. And I was kind of like, what is this guy in Abu Dhabi doing on my Healthy Surprise website that's two weeks old that I did at Startup Weekend that wasn't a good website? I mean, we didn't have really good product shots and it wasn't polished or styled. But yet the guy committed to $100 a month. And um, I just saw that. I said, man, I'm onto something here. If people around the world literally Mm -hmm. are going to buy this, uh, I got something here. So the next day... I called up a friend of mine and I said, "Hey, I got this business. It's 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 legit. Um, you know, will you quit your job and come work with me?" <laughs> and uh, I basically shelved the other project and went full full steam on this. Tell me just a little bit more about your other project that you had going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're taking a sip of tea right now. It's a little chilly outside today in Los Angeles, folks. Yeah, it's not <laughs> supposed to be chilly here in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, the other project was called This Is Backpacking. Right. And. Uh, the idea of that was I did a lot of, I've done a lot of world traveling and um, I, the genesis of the idea was I was on the, I was one day from the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro. So I was up at the top and I was with my brother and I kind of had gone on this trip uh, for a lot of reasons, but part of it was self-discovery. And I was literally journaling about what I was going to do with my life and the, my old career in Florida mm-hmm. in construction. And my brother asked me to borrow this uh, little charger I had for the iPhone because we were using that to listen to music. We were, we were in a, our tent. And it was like such a production to get, to get anything at 18,000 feet is like a lot of work. And I had to sure. dig through my bag and get it for him. And I just got really frustrated. I said, I said, Matt, how do you not have this? Like, I took him to six different stores to get all the gear. Um, you know, we order stuff online. And I kind of had outfitted him. And I thought it was ridiculous that uh, there was nowhere you could go and just get all the stuff you needed to go on one of these trips, right? Because you need, like, a lot of stuff to go mm-hmm. travel around the world. So this is backpacking's concept was uh, you could go to the site and within about five minutes you could buy – the 80 items or so you would need to go on a worldwide adventure, uh-huh. but you could do it dynamically. So if you needed like a sleeping bag, we kind of had a sleeping bag module. If you needed the power adapters for like Africa, you could get those. Mm-hmm. So it was a combination of, you know, not making the customer have to make 80 different decisions on all the different things. There's maybe about seven decisions you had to make. Like, do sure. you need a sleeping bag? Do you need toiletries? Do you need, you know, this? Um, but allow them to do that very quickly. So that kind of mindset kind of rolled into healthy surprise right so mm-hmm. the customer doesn't have to make a decision yeah it's all right there for you exactly do i want the snack or not 
you're basically hiring an expert curator to go and find something that you need for mm-hmm. whatever your task is. So th- that same kind of curation mentality that I had brought to This Is Backpacking, I kind of rolled into Healthy Surprise. That's so cool. And you actually refer to yourself as a snackologist, correct? I'm the chief snackologist. Chief snackologist. How many snackologists are there in the world, do you think? Um, it's a very elite group, uh-huh. you know? And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to to put a number on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I feel honored to be the chief. That's pretty great. I, call, I, I think of myself as a snack enthusiast. A snack enthusiast. Because, I mean, who wouldn't want to be a snack enthusiast? Uh, you know, you might, I might be, be willing to bestow the snackologist title on you. I mean, you do have a snack let's, podcast. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Let's not go too crazy. Uh, we could talk about that another time. Uh, so your decision to make uh, Healthy Surprise vegan was did did you do that on like a, because of a business standpoint or just a personal philosophy? Uh, what was the yes the idea behind yeah all of that yes both okay of are there any I I just I just don't know the answer are there any snack delivery services for non vegan food the, in the way that you have yours um yeah yeah absolutely so they probably largely outnumber the vegan options right. Um, probably, I mean, I mean, the, the main thing that would be, would be non-vegan as far as snack, you know, because mm-hmm. I've even heard in your previous podcast, you know, with people like people are turned off. The word vegan is a very polarizing word and I know a lot of, we're about, working on it though, yeah, right? <laughs> and I know a lot about these words and, uh, and their marketability. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the only, you know, most thing, most, most snacking generally would be vegan, right? Like you're not having like, you know, cow in your potato chips. So sure. it's really just dairy. Is, is well, the dairy and, and honey pops up yep. everywhere. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a big one. And you're right. I mean, most snacks, food, snack foods you can get, like, you know, certain bars or bags of certain types of chips are not going to have a lot of non-vegan products in them. But I think that branding yourself as an all-vegan company is a, a, pretty much a bold, I think it's a bold move. Um, just because of that word, it's you're right. It's polarizing. Yeah, uh, it, wor- it works very well with the choir, mm-hmm. right? So the people that are vegan sure. respond very, very well to it. Um, but it can turn off a lot of people that mm-hmm. aren't, and it turns them off for the wrong reason, right? Because as I said, like they're really not losing much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that word can be can go either way. But I think that what you did is smart by calling it healthy surprise, where so many people these days are just trying to get healthy, but everybody loves to snack. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, kudos to you on picking a nice name to kind of involve everybody who's looking to eat, snack a little healthier. But yeah, the, the problem with the word healthy, though, is that it's been so co-opted and, and abused by uh, big food that people don't even really know what that word means mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, there's uh, Cheerios that say they're heart healthy on them. So That's true. You know. Yeah, and also, I mean, some people might even think of it as like healthy means doesn't taste good yeah and it tastes like cardboard yeah but i think that uh the past few years have kind of proven that theory wrong and hopefully more and more people are coming around to that so tell me how you decide to curate your your snack boxes well we we started off uh with everything being vegan uh natural and gluten-free and uh you know being the ceo of a healthy company um i've learned a lot about food and like these words and, and how they're 
charged they are and uh, you know what people are looking for um, we get requests all the time to, to customize the boxes mm-hmm. and, you know I'm allergic to mango or I'm allergic to nuts or pine nuts or you know um, soy corn so uh, in the beginning it was those three and then the soy thing kept coming up um, repeatedly and I did some research into it I don't know, go on <laughs> and uh, it, it made sense to um, to remove that the only soy that really uh, was in a lot of sacks with soy lecithin, which is uh-huh. a emulsifier, which is a thickening agent, mostly for chocolate to prevent it from from liquefying. Um, but I, I kind of started on those three because, uh, you know, vegan eliminated dairy, um, which just tends to not be good for you. And there's a lot of, you know, uh, compounds and hormones that can be in the cows. And it just kind of makes it easy. I like to say not all vegan snacks are healthy, but most healthy snacks are vegan, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then natural to me meant mostly uh, made of whole foods, uh, no artificial chemicals, and natural um, preservatives. So getting away from all of the polysorbate 80s and THQ and high fructose corn syrup and that kind right. of stuff. And then um, uh, gluten-free, uh, I don't think there's anyone that really would suggest that we have more gluten in our diet. <laughs> um, it's a uh, pretty much um, inflammatory agent for everyone. Everyone experiences that a little bit differently um and gluten-free to be honest is a huge market it's a much bigger market than the mm-hmm. vegan um so that's kind of where we started and then i added the soy thing and you know i'm constantly thinking about you know what what is healthy and what does that mean and you know the science is moving and i learn a little bit more every day but um that's kind of where we are right now that's really cool and it's interesting i'm glad that you brought up the soy thing because i was going to ask you about that i I feel like there's always a huge debate about soy, about whether it's necessarily good for you or not. Um, and I was curious to see if it was the, your decision to make all your snacks soy-free, if that was based on a health, necessarily a health thing, because, you know, people say there's a lot of negative health effects about uh, soy. But I'm interested, that's, that's interesting that it's all about soy allergies, really. That's kind of at least the genesis of your decision to eliminate soy from the products. Yeah, yeah, and and health. So, so where my mindset is kind of going is that uh, most grains are unhealthy. So mm-hmm. um, people didn't evolve to eat grains, and uh, generally, we people have adverse reactions to them. So the syndrome typically is called leaky gut, which. Um, Kind of sounds gross. Yeah, right? it sounds gross. But yeah. it encompasses a lot of different problems, and it seems that um, grains create uh, inflammation in the in the intestinal tract, which creates this leaky gut effect. And uh, you know, the different grains do it in different ways to people. And so, some people it's 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 gluten. Some people it's corn. Some people it's soy. Um, so I don't really think any of them are, are are healthy, or they're they're less healthy than not doing it. Um, the issue with soy is one, you have a huge swath of the population that is uh, allergic to it. Um, two, uh, I don't think we, we lost a lot of snacks. We lost some chocolates when we, when we, mm-hmm. we took those out. Um, three, uh, you can't really eat it naturally without processing it. Um, it's toxic in its, its natural form. Um, and it's, it's, it's highly processed. And uh, I think like 98% of the U.S. soy crop is now all a GMO. So just when you, when you look yeah. at all the same thing with corn, right? So a couple of these big crops are all just kind of giant GMO fields. 
So when I looked at that in totality, um, it kind of made sense to get away from it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. You mentioned health. What would be another reason to, to stay away from it? From soy? Yeah. Well, I, the only, that's the only thing I really know about is, you know, there's a lot of arguments against soy for, for health reasons. Just that, you know, some along the lines of what you were saying before, it's like we're not made to really process it and we shouldn't be eating it in the first place. So uh, it's... I, I come from it from a standpoint of I don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm always curious to hear, to, to learn more and more about it. And I think that a lot of people who might be listening right now might not necessarily know. And I think it's a decision that we have to make for ourselves if we're going to go that extra step and look into eliminating soy products. Because as, as a vegan, there's a lot of limitations as it is. Um, and then it's like, oh, wait. So I'm going to eliminate soy now. Now that's another thing on a label that I have to look out for. And it's another thing that I have to ask about at a restaurant. So it's a decision that you have to make. And uh, But I think that just along with choosing a, a vegan or vegetarian diet or any kind of diet, whether it's gluten-free also, you get used to it and it just becomes second nature. But I guess you make it a little bit easier for everybody when it comes to snacking because you... Uh, do the do the work for everybody. Yeah, so we talked about um, health food tasting like cardboard, and mm -hmm. there's kind of that mentality that uh, if something is healthy, it, it doesn't taste good. Um, and I think that's that's a, a big fraud that's been perpetrated on everybody by yeah. like I don't know people that don't know how to make tasty food. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but there's there's so much good food out there. There's just so many foods out there, right? Oh, I mean, there's so like ten thousand, hundred thousands of foods in the planet. And we eat like the same, like, you know, every grocery store has the same, like 30 items in the produce section. Right. right? So there's a huge breadth of, of possibility out there. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, like going to the restaurant and, and thinking it's another thing you have to give up. And I think that's a big problem we have nowadays is that, you know, when people are thinking about changing their diet or eating healthier or, you know, eating, I'd say vegan is more like a philosophical mm -hmm. decision. They keep looking at it. It can be. Yeah. Um, is giving up, but um, it's really about like eating for what's what's the best for your body, right? Instead of like mm -hmm. picking like the least bad, like the least worst thing, which I think most people they go to a restaurant and they look at a menu and they feel guilty, right? And they're like, of all these delicious things that I want, like which mm -hmm. one's going to do the least damage to myself? Am I going to feel the least guilty about? Versus looking at it and say, hey, like what can I eat on here that's going to like increase my health and make me feel like the best? Mm -hmm. um, so it's a big. It's kind of, I kind of feel like uh, most restaurants are conspiring against us in that regard. Um, but, you know, you and I are having this conversation mm -hmm. and I've started this company and there's a lot of other people that have started companies. And I think the kind of pendulum is starting to swing in the other direction where people are realizing, wow, we have this incredible logistical infrastructure that makes like all this amazing food that's really good for us available mm -hmm. year round. Right. So like, you know, kings could not have eaten like this. Right. Um, I was just wrote a, a little blog post and I said, you know, Alexander the Great couldn't have eaten as mm -hmm. well as like a healthy surprise customer. You know what I mean? Because he couldn't have just had all this stuff brought in. Um, so we have the capability, uh, but we just need to have the intention. And uh, I think, you know, by doing stuff like this, we're getting there. I, I think that's fantastic. And we had touched upon the decision to become vegan uh, you know, whether it's a philosophical reason or, you know, a health reason or a combination of both. Um, are you yourself vegan? No, not anymore. You are not. Not anymore. No. Uh, 
Is that something that you'd like to talk about a little bit? Maybe? Sure, I'm here to talk. Okay, so uh, when were you vegan? Uh, I was a very, very strict vegan for about a year and a half, um, probably like three or four years ago. Okay. And then what made you decide to kind of shift gears a little bit? Uh, well, you know, my whole eating philosophy has shifted a lot over the mm -hmm. last 10 years since I kind of started having a little more intention and, and conscious thinking about kind of these kind of things and what I'm doing. And, um, you know, for me, it's been, there's that philosophical part of it about, you know, not wanting to do harm, um, which was a big part of the vegan thing. Uh, but there's also a big health component of it too, that drives what I do, which is why it's called healthy surprise and not mm -hmm. vegan surprise. So, uh, is the question why did I I move away from yeah, that? Yeah. Um, I don't mean to like grill you or anything. No, no, no it's it's not grilling. I, I just want to <laughs> I, I just I want to be as clear as possible. Sure. So like the reason I I went vegan initially it was I read a bunch of books. Um, John, I think it's Saffron Fowers, uh, mm -hmm. Eating Animals, Eating Animals, right? And uh, Michael Pollan, and just really educated myself about it and. The main thing to me that was so disgusting was the factory farm system, sure. and uh, like that is disgusting on a lot of levels. What the way they treat the animals, what it does to the environment, um, energy policy, the market of for food and the subsidies. So I really didn't want to be a part of that system, and I thought that uh, being vegan was a really good way to to walk away from that system, and and it is. Mm -hmm. um, but you know. When it comes, so when you, so for me, it was about minimizing that kind of harm. You know, do I not want to harm animals? Like, no. Uh, do animals die every single day? Yes, they do. Like, and that's not going to change. So, like, it's not so much that like I don't think animals should ever be harmed or die because I think that's always going to happen. Um, but I didn't want to be part of like a gratuitously horrible system. Sure. That was doing that. Who would want to be part of that? There's a lot of people that do. I mean, who don't who decide not to really think about it. Probably that's my guess, at least. Well, I think our whole culture has decided not to think about it. You know, like you can't go look at a factory farm system. There's basically impossible to, right. to get a film crew in there or look at it. And and you know, I so being the CEO of a healthy food company, mm -hmm. I get into a lot of what would normally be uncomfortable food conversations because I'll have dinner with people. What do you do? Oh, I own this mm -hmm. company. Oh, really? And then they want to ask me to critique their meal. Right, mm, yeah, which is not something like I want to do. Absolutely and not. I, and I'm not a preachy person. Mm -hmm. Like I know you've talked about some vegans about being self righteous. Right. Like that's not my deal. But if someone asks me, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna like lie or hedge or whatever. Sure, of course not. Um, and then usually it's like, oh well, what do you think about this? And then it's like, oh well, don't tell me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, well, well yeah. Do you really know what's going on where they go sure. and get this food? And then people don't really want to hear about it. So. Um. I know we're kind of off of like the Hawaii. No, 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 no. This is great. Um, but uh, just just thinking about it. So, um, okay. So minimizing the harm. Um, didn't want to do that. And uh, once I've I've started reading more about like what seems to be a sounder, healthier diet, I thought there were ways to incorporate um, some meat into that. That jived ethically and mm -hmm. i thought that was good for me so that's kind of where i am now okay does that answer the question no absolutely yeah for sure so you you incorporated meat into your diet how about things like dairy 
No, no dairy. No dairy. And, and, and I, I would say, I mean, I still consider myself to be mostly vegan. So, I mean, I'm not a big meat eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I eat, it's mostly fish. Okay. Um, but every now and then, if, if I go to like a really nice restaurant and they have some kind of grass-fed lamb or something, and I know mm-hmm. it's a, a premium product, um, then, you know, maybe I would do that. Yeah. Well, that's something that I like to think about in terms of when people ask me why I'm vegan and if, uh, if they have a completely different philosophy than I do, what I always say is we all we all draw our line somewhere. We all have things that we don't eat for whatever reason or we don't do, you know, because veganism also transcends into what you wear and, Mm -hmm. you know, other things, other ways that you live your life. So we all have, we all have things that we don't do. Most people, I at least hope, don't eat humans, you know, for that reason, you know, because we all have a line that we draw somewhere. Yeah. So, and we all have to do what's right for us. And that's, I believe that very firmly. If you don't, if you're a vegan or if you were a vegan and you felt like it wasn't right for you, if you didn't necessarily agree with what you were doing 100%, you adapt to what you have to do to make yourself feel like you're doing the best thing for yourself and the world, you know, uh, and, and by not eating foods that were made in these slaughterhouses like that, you know, that's your way of doing what's right for you. Uh, and this just this is just a general comment and you know vegans uh when we introduce ourselves to somebody it's usually the first thing that people find out about us uh or if a friend of mine is talking about me they're just like oh yeah that's john uh yeah he's a vegan you know and it's like always one of the first things that people like to say but it's you know it just happens to be that it's one of those things where it's an easy way to describe somebody with just by making a blanket statement that it's like this is the way that they think about the world and food and everything like that but it's not necessarily the best way to go about doing it so even though you have a company that's all about vegan healthy foods uh, even though they are vegan doesn't mean that you are and I'm probably just going a little off topic here, but uh, I think that it's actually really great that as a a non-vegan you're doing something for the vegan community and beyond the vegan community just for the health conscious um and also with gluten-free that's another big thing that like there's a big stigma behind that where a lot of people right now are just like i don't know that's a bunch of bs or whatever that's something that whether you have to do it or you do it by choice it's something that you know should be respected no matter what so if your decision to go to stray from the the vegan diet, and you do say that most of the time you do stick to a vegan diet, uh, you know, that's that's your choice, and I, I yeah. think that it should be respected by everybody. Yeah, I think that main thing that people need to do is, is just think about it. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the biggest problem, is, that's is the, people just don't ever yeah. even think about it. As long right? as you think about what you're doing, that's totally fine. And veganism definitely isn't for everybody. I know a lot of uh, people who are, you know, pro-vegan for for everything you know and it's like go vegan go vegan go vegan it's not necessarily even good for everybody certain blood types you know need a little bit of help and yeah there are a lot of things that you can do to supplement you know if you have an iron poor diet you know there are ways to do it but well it it might not unless you're unless it's for ethical reasons as well it might not necessarily be the best decision for you. Well, I've listened to several of your of your shows, but mm-hmm. I haven't heard. What are your main reasons for being vegan? Well, my the whole uh, timeline. Here's the chronology. When I was a teenager, my father had um, 
a heart attack. Okay. And I learned that it was something that was on my father's side of the family. Heart attack after heart attack after heart attack. Or, or even just like bad hearts <laughs> and, you know, heart disease. And I knew that I was in danger of that type of thing. And then I learned like, oh, if I cut out red meat, I am way less in danger of, you know, ever having those kind of heart problems. So that's when I started limiting my red meat consumption. And then, you know, going through college, it was just, you know, eliminating more and more things. And then out of college, it was like, it, I, the more I learned about, the more I thought about what I was eating, mm -hmm. uh, the more I thought about every single aspect of, you know, where the food came from and what it's doing to me. So I thought about the health side first and then the ethical side just kind of crept its way in. And I'm glad that it did. I kind of wish that I had been thinking about it all along that way. Um, but what can you do? So I... Uh, well, you can do what you're doing, right? Is have the, the show and have people... Yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of like going back in time and uh, not eating all of the meat that I ate by talking about it. Because it's, really yeah. it's really hard to think about it and not make some kind of change from like the sad, right? Yeah. The standard American diet, mm -hmm. which it, it is sad, right? I would say so. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I think we can both agree on that. I mean, the thing is, though, is that uh, there's a lot of fat, unhealthy vegans, though. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not, I wouldn't say vegan is a, is a, like, a catch-all, like, healthy. Well, like thing. you said, not all vegan is healthy, but yeah. most healthy is vegan. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of snacks, specifically, but, uh, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. There, are, uh, I, when I went, I was vegetarian first. And that's when I was eating the most cheese I ever ate in my life and ice cream and stuff. And I, when I would get my blood checked, it was like, yeah, your cholesterol is just crazy right now. And then... Well, yeah, because you can have all the cookies you want. Yeah. And then when I decided to go vegan, my, uh, my blood tests would all come back right in the perfect range for everything, um, including things like, you know, protein and all that kind of stuff where it was like, okay. And it's something that I wasn't even thinking about. I wasn't like, oh, I need to make sure that I eat x grams of protein per day it's just like if you just eat balanced meals it'll all work itself out hopefully if your body is functioning uh, in a certain way and that's what it's been doing and been very fortunate in that way but a lot of people do have to monitor those things and when if you do decide to become vegan then you have to consider those things where it's like how is my body reacting to what i'm what i'm eating and sometimes i'll just be like man i need to eat some vegetables I, you just get that urge where some, you know, some people who love to eat meat are just like, ah, oh, it's really crazy some meat right now. It's like, man, I could really go for like a zucchini or, you know, just a big salad. I just need it right now. And that's your, you know, your body's telling you, you know, your body's just sending you messages. Uh, but it's pretty cool. I think that the human body is a pretty crazy, amazing thing. Yeah. Um, you, know, you just have to listen to it. Well, the weird thing about that listening too, though, is that, uh, is like, the body kind of gets conditioned to stuff, mm -hmm. right? So um, if you're eating like a pizza and a 32-ounce Coke like for breakfast. Uh, oh, breakfast. There's people that do that. I, yeah, that's true. There's people that eat like some weird shit. Can I say that? Yeah. Sure. You just did. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, constantly. Like, you know, I look at you know people that, like I know guys that in college, like they would just drink Mountain Dew like every day, oh, all day, you know? I see it every day. And then they'd eat these processed foods. And, and like if you think if you, if you if you were doing some kind of like scientific control study and you're like, all right, we're mm -hmm. going to take this human specimen and like give it, you know, like all these chemicals and these processed foods like every day mm -hmm. for like four years, like 
yeah, you might get some weird effects like diabetes and like all this, meta- you know, mm-hmm. metabolic syndrome and all these other weird diseases that we don't understand now why these are all here. Because mm-hmm. people are eating like this really bad stuff like consistently, you know. And uh, so it's just that would be my one thing is I hope people would 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 think about it a little bit more about what they eat and and why they eat because every time you eat something, I mean, you're you're voting with your dollars mm-hmm. for that and and the whole system behind it you know like that was kind of the big thing with with the veganism for me that kind of got me started thinking about this was that i realized every time i ate um i don't think i ever really ate at mcdonald's but if you did you're voting with your dollars for Mm -hmm. that you know and all the people that work there and the the infrastructure behind that and um i just i don't know man one day i just kind of realized like the whole gandhi be the change you want to see in the world Mm -hmm. you know and i didn't like that system it disgusted me so i said i'm not going to vote for that i'm not going to put my money towards that and then I'm actually going to do something and try to be proactive and, and yeah. maybe make the world a little bit better and make it easier for people to kind of walk away from that system. Absolutely. No, I think it's great. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about healthy surprise. Okay, we talked about the word healthy. The word surprise, what made you decide to go with that one? Um, so I love surprises. <laughs> okay. Uh, Who doesn't love a surprise, right? You no, know, there's some people like, uh, I don't know, I dated this girl. I don't know if I can get this story right. And I always wanted to give her like a surprise. Like I was like, okay, we're going to go to dinner at this really nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, where are we going to go? And I'm like, well, it's a surprise. Because to me, mm-hmm. there's nothing better than like just uh-huh. having me take you somewhere and it's going to be awesome. And she said to me, oh, well, you know what? You know, I want to know where we're going because mm-hmm. I want to enjoy the idea of like us going there the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like, oh, be like, oh, we're going to this great place. I'm going to be excited about it the whole way. Mm-hmm. So I, once I had that experience, I understood the other side because I thought everyone just was going to like surprises. Mm-hmm. Turns out not everybody loves surprises. Well, I think that something that's cool about having the surprise that the way that surprise to me fits in with your products is like. It's a surprise that some of these products are healthy because they're so good. Yeah, uh, okay. I, would, I would go with that. Yeah, uh, actually, if you want to, you have a box right here. Yeah, I brought open you it up a, and we can... a box. This is for you. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. So, oh, this is so cool. The design is really awesome. Very, very cool. I'm going to definitely post some pictures of this on my yeah, Twitter ahead. account and stuff. Uh, Shannon, my, my girlfriend who I brought, um, designed it. I'm really glad that I did not just trash it. (laughs) No, it's really cool. I think it's great. Oh, wow. This is fantastic. Actually, I'm going to try to open this so that I don't knock anything over here. Okay, so you got a nice little message in here. Are these all hand-signed by yourself? Uh, Yeah, of course. I I hand-sign everything. (laughs) I hope there's... You're refilling your tea. I hope there's enough uh, water in there. So, busting into this. So, which, which level... Would this one be? Which subscription level would this, this be? This is the uh, the lowest. Uh, this is the starter box. Gee, thanks, Joe. So you'll so you, you'll move up to the. Uh, well, the next never one. all the other ones are, were sold out of. Actually, these are cinnamon cayenne almonds. I've never heard of this company before. Olamomo. Olamomo, yeah, yeah. That's, where, where are they from? Well, that's actually part of my mission is to um, when I started this company was really to support these businesses. Yeah. Because I come from a business background and I, I realized to have the greatest effect. Uh, you know, we, we've got to have sustainable businesses that are profitable. Mm-hmm. That because the only way that these companies can grow and scale is if they make money and mm-hmm. they do well. So I love the fact that I can write a check, you know, for five thousand dollars and you know, and order five pallets of whatever. And uh, you know, th- these are substantial orders for these companies. Um, so we mm-hmm. help them grow and we give them a lot of publicity, like on on shows like like yours, yours right here. Yeah, no, this is great. And so they're from Colorado. Yep. Uh, how did you find out about these guys? I actually uh, went to Boulder 
uh, for the Unreasonable Institute. It's a uh, organization that helps um, socially responsible entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I've got some friends that that run it, and I was visiting them, and I was at a coffee shop, and they had those. Oh, that's great! Coffee shops are a great place to find like really cool, interesting snacks. Yep. Those yeah, everywhere I, coffee shops. Everywhere I go now, uh, I always go to the kind of local health food store and just kind of check out what they have and see if I can yeah. find some new stuff. Have you seen, um, I, this is a Los Angeles-based company, and I've seen their stuff in a few different cafes around here. They're called, I think it's called Action. It's just um, these like vegan like power bars, essentially, and they look really good. I don't know if they include any ingredients that wouldn't work with your... Um, with your limitations, well, that's in terms the thing, of soy man. and stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's vegan that mm-hmm. you look at the ingredient list and it's just like, wow, what's what's going on here? Yeah. So let's see what we have here. So this, I'm I'm looking at a, a different kind of bar right now from a company called Rise. The Rise, that's really good. Yeah. So this one ingredients: almonds, dates, coconut, raisins, brown rice syrup, tapioca syrup, amaranth. Now I always mispronounce this: acai. Is that how you pronounce Acai. it? Acai. Acai, that's right. I and, hope I got that right, because yeah. if I didn't, I'm going to hear it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and sea salt. So that's like, you know, you know what all those things are. If you don't, like something like amaranth, you can always look it up. Amaranth uh, sounds like something that Jesus got in the, in the main. Yeah, season. right? It certainly does. Oh, there's so many things in here. Okay, now that... Uh, Rama bar. That is, is one of my favorite. So that's Gopals? made by a company named Gopals. Gopals. And uh, they're actually... They're Texas. They're out of Texas. A couple, um, I think like two hours out of Austin. Cool. And um, that, I'm really excited about that product because there's no grains in it. Um, it's delicious. It's like, to me, that is kind of the embodiment of healthy surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's really good for you. Apples, dates, really good. pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, raisins, figs, and lemon, and everything is organic. Right? So so you can picture all those ingredients yeah. right, in your mind, right? There's no, like, some weird chemical that you, like, what is this thing? Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Sorry, I'm just like picking through each and everything here. So we got something from... See, I haven't even like... I've never seen a lot of these products before, which is great. I'm always... Surprise. That's what this is all... Exactly. (laughs) That's what this show is all about. I love seeing like new products. So this is a company called Sun Food. This is Inkenberries. Okay, so those... um, Open those up. All right. So Inkenberries are also known as uh, Goldenberries. Uh-huh. And they're like this really weird fusion of like a... I like, like this a, packaging. Yeah, right? Isn't it cool? What is this no, well, I'll tell you, one little aside about the packaging. It's really interesting when I start with some of these companies and they have like this like really primitive kind of shoddy packaging. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll reorder for them and reorder them and kind of see them grow. And you can kind of tell the maturity of their business they're by their packaging. They're putting some more work into yeah, the packaging. Yeah, it's like they got, they got a designer and it looks good. Cool. So these are really good. They're kind of have like a weird sweet right, and gonna... tart taste. Hmm. They're, they're raisiny. Raisiny, right? But I like them a little bit better than raisins. Oh, interesting. Right? The flavor profile. like That is a, it's a little surprise too. It's a little sleeper, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It hits you. It Boom. hits you. There you go. Yeah. In your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> these are really good. Product of Peru. And just ink and berries. Yeah, I love those. Very cool. Yeah, uh, but just like the package design is really nice, but also they come in this little pouch that has a little tear off top. And uh, I, I like that. That's very cool. Put that off to the side over here. Let's see what this one is. Oh, man. Kokomo Joe. So they're actually based out of uh, Los Angeles. I think they're in Culver City. 
Fig Joe Bar. It'd be yeah, cool if, if it was. It was. I was the Joe. Inglewood. Inglewood. There Interesting. You go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> You're not the Joe, but not yet. Not yet. Have a few few more meetings, and then then who knows? But yeah, I'm just looking at the ingredients, and it's all organic stuff. I uh, I know what all of these things are. It's really really cool. And just looking at the nutrition facts, it's like, yeah, looks pretty good. I have no objections here. Just like packed with all these nutrients. I could just I'm just gonna go through everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> See this one, I feel like so live smart, skinny yummy. Um, they have like very DIY packaging. Yeah, so that's a great example of a company uh-huh. that uh, is kind of. And I'm going to post they're, pictures they're, they're of all these things up. on uh, on my Twitter account uh, at vegan snacker for those who aren't who aren't sure what that is. Um, but yeah, this one is like you could tell that they printed this themselves. And yeah, but it's very cool. I like it. Um, what do we? Like? Fruit point oh. What is this? So that, you really got to put that in the fridge before you have it. Yeah, I'm not going to bust that open now. No fuss, just fruit. No fuss. It's a uh, organic puree of just uh, fruit, mm-hmm. and it's really, really good. It'd be better on a hot day. Which Twist, tilt, taste. Have here right. in Los Angeles. I'll, uh, I'll put it in the fridge, and when it gets a little warmer out, I'll bust it open, and then I'll shoot you an email and let you know what I think. Excellent. <laughs> oh, I've had these before, these Fuji Apple Crisps. These are really good. Yeah. I like those a lot. So let me give you the pro tip with those. Okay. So here's what you do. You go to facebook.com slash healthy surprise, and we have a, uh, a raw vegan paleo ice cream recipe that we just posted mm-hmm. um, that uh, Shannon and I uh, make. It's really, really easy to make, and it's delicious. But scooping up the ice cream mm-hmm. with apple chips is like the greatest thing that ever <laughs> happened to healthy eating. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, these are just freeze-dried Fuji apples. Yeah, and it's one apple per bag. So I, I kind of have a thing with apple chips, whether baked or, or freeze dried. I, I I'm obsessed with them. So good, so good. I actually just got a thing of um, freeze dried pears, and I'm not crazy about it. And then I realized why I wasn't crazy about it is because they add sugar to mm. it. And uh, and another thing is that their packaging uses Comic Sans as their primary font. Oh, well, and clearly, <laughs> clearly they have no taste now. <laughs> so I think that they have some work to do. I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are. Uh, bear fruit. This is another those apple are, chip. Those are granny apples, yeah. Yeah. So, so those are baked. And, okay. And uh, they got much different texture and consistency than, than the freeze-dried ones. Um, but those are really, really good for scooping up the ice cream. No, and this is... Yeah, this is great. And the ingredients are just Granny Smith apples. That's it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how many companies ruin good food by adding high fructose corn syrup it's or true. some kind of weird stuff to it. It's really true. Um, then, of course, we've got coconut water. That stuff's just great. We don't really need to talk about I that. wish I could yeah. ship, like, a coconut with a machete to you. <laughs> with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> I have one in my house. Is, uh, is, have... a, is a machete ever part of your... Was that ever part of your uh, backpacking packages no no I, <laughs> that would have been cool for your for like the jungle backpackers and then of course kale chips okay so let me ask you what do you what's your take on kale chips i love kale chips you do when it comes to vegan snacks or i mean any kind of snacks i think kale chips are tops because i will tell you so i i right. again uh own a health food company and 
people, man, people either love vegan, uh, kale chips or they uh-huh. hate them. Well, it's funny. I had a friend in here recently who's who's talking to me talking to me at a party about how he really doesn't like kale and it's in everything now, which uh, I wish uh, kale's great. But he was saying how much he doesn't like kale, and I was like, "Have you had kale chips before?" And then he was over here the next day, and I gave him one, and he was like, "Yep, that's really good. I am on board with kale chips." Uh, but I haven't met too many people who haven't been so fond of them. Yeah. So when people cancel. Uh, that's one of the, the highly cited reasons is that they don't like the kale chips. Really? Now, see, to me, that's a great snack. Um, it's super healthy. I mm-hmm. mean, kale has the like hundred on the ANSI, you know, American Nutritional Standards mm-hmm. Index. Uh, it's good for you. It, they're like very snackable, so you can kind of munch on them like chips. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big bag. Uh, it, to me, it's everything that like you kind of want in a healthy snack. There's no nothing weird in it. Um, so I love them and I think they should go in every box and the people that love them, love them. But then there's people that say, Hey, you know, I don't like these kale chips and you keep sending them to me. So, huh. Interesting. So do you ever have an option of like things that can be omitted from certain packages? No, we do not customize any of the boxes. No customizations. Okay. So I, when I started, we did. And the problem you, that I ran into, there's a lot of things I've learned doing this. But, you know, when you come into food allergies, mm-hmm. the stakes can be really high. You know, people right. can have very, very bad reactions. So if, if I was going to start saying, okay, we're going to, you know, not put in nuts for this person or this person's allergic to pepper, you know, it mm-hmm. just starts getting crazy with, with the ingredients. Um, so right now we don't. Uh, maybe in the future we could do that. But for now, it's, uh, we've got our kind of criteria that we, we screen for. Well, it's, it's unfortunate that so many people are anti kale chip. Uh, and you know what? We all we all make our decisions. We all like what we like. Uh, this is I've actually never had. This is from a company called Freshly Wild Superfoods. I've never had the, uh, from them before. Where are they from? Uh, Oregon, Portland. Uh, manufactures 100% wind energy. That's always nice. Actually, uh, directly to your right, that's a little container of homemade kale chips. Yeah, a friend of mine made for me. Did, are they baked or dehydrated? They're they're baked. They're not dehydrated. Um, yeah, uh, that's from an omnivorous friend of mine who definitely wouldn't have a dehydrator. Um, although, that's one thing that like I always dream of getting, but then I'm just like, when, how frequently would I really use the dehydrator? But I think it goes on like the scale of, of like uh, nerdy health food people. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's a blender, juicer, dehydrator, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of like the, the, the trinity, the, side, the last sure. one. I do not have a, hydr- a dehydrator. I'm I'm embarrassed to admit, but okay. I, I want it's one. Right. And if anyone wants to send one, yeah, twenty one forty East Seventh Place, A one S Los Angeles. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe maybe you'll get a nice little healthy surprise from yep. from one of my I listeners. love surprises. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these are really cool. Um, one thing that I did want to open up, if you wouldn't mind joining me, which one was it? Was it was this one the one that you were talking about? Yeah, was your yeah, favorite? All right, this is the. The Gopal's, am I saying that right? I believe so. Yeah, Rama Bar. The one that uh, I believe I listed. Did I list the ingredients on this one? Yeah, everything's organic. It, it, are any of these, are, are you familiar with any of these products? Uh, not directly. I mean, this, I, I'm pretty sure, so this is Brothers All Natural Fuji Apple Crisps. I think that I've had from this brand before, but it's possible that it was a different company. But that's a cool thing about your your service is that I, it, 
I mean, oh, and the the coconut water. I've definitely seen this brand. Okay. Yes, yeah. one, one is, is yeah. pretty, it's pretty big. Um, but yeah, aside from that, you know, I've never seen pretty much all of these, and I think I may have seen the Fruit Point O before, but I might not have given it a second glance. Uh, when I see things like that, I usually assume that there's maybe something in it, like maybe there's some sort of yogurt base, you know. Um, but here, why don't you rip off a piece and? Well, that's kind of the here. nice thing about what uh what we're doing here is making it easy you know yeah. i mean so you know i kind of tell you the story of like how i actually you're gonna you're gonna talk and i'm gonna take a bite of this sure so i, I tell you kind of like the, the the mechanics of how the company started but um the kind of where the idea came from was like five or six years ago i don't even remember a friend of mine uh, justin zimmerman for my birthday mm -hmm. sent me a box kind of like this just you know craft cardboard he went to whole foods or somewhere you know, cleared out the snack aisle, put a bunch of stuff in there and a card and sent it to me. And I just really like that experience of like opening this thing up and having all this great food. And then fast forward to like, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, I moved to LA and I was living in Santa Monica and Santa Monica is so rich in the options for eating vegan or healthy. There's it's three, three yeah. raw restaurants within walking distance. And, uh, there was all these little boutiques to go get these snacks um, but it was a pain in the ass, you know, I mean, LA traffic is horrible and like mm -hmm. having to go around and I said, you know, it really would be great if I could have like a personal shopper, like go and find all this stuff and vet it for me. Are you right? Cause you, right. you can look at that and you're like, oh, that looks good, but it might have yogurt, it might have this, whatever to read all the labels. So that was kind of what we're trying to do with this service is make it fun and easy for people. So it's easy in the sense that we go out and find all these companies, we mm -hmm. vet them, we make it sure it doesn't taste like cardboard. Right. And then it's fun because it comes in a cool box, fun packaging, and it's all new stuff every month. No, I like it. Uh, it's And you're right. And the thing about um, a delivery service is that let's say you're somewhere in the middle of the country where you might not have access to health food stores or anything where they would sell these. You know, you get it just delivered to your door, and you're you're good to go. And you get to learn about all these new places and the, or these new foods, and you can go contact your local stores and just be like, "Hey, you should really carry this because mm -hmm. this is pretty great." Um, but hopefully, they don't do that too much that people find your service obsolete. They need to <laughs> they need to have themselves a little healthy surprise. That bar, this uh, this Rama bar. Is really good. You like it? It's really good. I mean, it's definitely not like the like like there might be one one or two things here that taste better, but in the in the totality of like what it is and, mm -hmm. and, and how good it is for you, um, that's that's one of my favorites. It's really good. Yeah, Gop I could see myself eating a lot of these. Gopals, <laughs> Gopals makes these other things that uh, mm -hmm. I was I was gonna bring one, but I figured we'd have enough stuff here to talk about called um, power wraps. Okay, and they're like. Um, they're a bunch of like raw ingredients that they wrap in like a, a nori, like kind of uh -huh. sushi stuff. Um, and uh, we, in my house, we affectionately, affectionately call them stinky sticks because they all have like these really, really kind of pungent odors to them. But they're really good, and they have all different flavors. And uh, it's they're really great because very snackable, really good for you, and tastes great. Cool. Uh, how long have you been uh, officially doing Healthy Surprise? Well, the startup weekend event was on August nineteenth, two thousand eleven. Okay. So. Uh, so ever since then, you've been taking orders. Yeah. So what was actually cool was the event started at five p.m. and uh, I had the site live and took our first order at eleven o three a.m. Saturday morning. That's awesome. So, you know. How then, do you how do you market it around? Um. 
How can people find out? Like it's 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 evolved into quite a, a marketing mix. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a huge uh, referral um, thing where people get the service and they really like it. Uh, you know, a lot of times someone will write in and I'll, I'll go look up the customer name and it'll be you know you know Bob Zigzyme and I'll type in Zigzyme and then there's like Stacy Zigzyme and Matt. I can see their whole family kind of mm-hmm. like signed up. So that's a big part of it. Um, there's been a huge interest from bloggers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a couple hundred reviews of the product online, and that kind of is like an installed base where people are constantly seeing that and discovering us. Yeah, and I mean, only being around a year and a half, that's a good start. Yeah. Um, I also have a, a really good social media firm, Shantastical.com, mm-hmm. and they run our social media. Shantastical.com, that is a name. Is that a cool name? That's a cool name. Like yeah. That. Um, and they're great and uh, they produce content for us like every single day Um, and that's been tremendous um, through social channels that's really really good Um, we've experimented with with uh, online advertising pay-per-click whether it's Google or Facebook that um, is is a really really good mix of art and science to Mm -hmm. do it to do it well Uh, you got to really know what you're doing and it's, it's expensive to you got to really got to invest with someone that knows what they're doing to get that working, and we've got some of that going on. Um, and uh, I get approached all the time by like different kind of deal sites and people that want to promote mm-hmm. the product. And I'm an entrepreneur, so I try to cut a deal that works for us and see if it can work, and do a lot of experimenting. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, just because uh, the the episode that came out just before this one was another snack subscription service yep. that Im- imitation is the highest form of flattery <laughs> yeah and i hey they have your same type of service and they have the my name my uh, vegan snack attack right? name so, so, <laughs> we can grape all night yeah out. yeah exactly but no uh they're they're fantastic people and I, I wish them all the best you know it's just a diy husband and wife team and it's it's interesting because you seem to have the business savvy that is probably propelling your company um, a little bit further along. Um, so I, I'm definitely not going to ask you for you know any tips to give to other people who are trying to do something similar because you know they are the competition. Um, but I think that looking at where how your business kind of came about and, and where it's going, it seems like you're doing all the right things. And I definitely wish you the best. Uh, and, you. and any way that people can access vegan snacks without leaving their home is A-OK by me. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I may have talked about it before, but I think that food subscription services are great like wedding gifts and stuff. And I really hope that people are you know taking advantage of, of more things like that. So tell me about the, th- you have three different tiers of uh, options for your, for your service? Is that what it is? Yeah, so there's three different <clears throat> products. There's the starter box, which is what we have yeah, here. Which is a lot of snacks. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's $33 per month. And uh, I mean, you can kind of see what, how many items are here? Usually, mm-hmm. I'd say like eleven to fifteen full-size items, um, and it's a really, really good product. Uh, I feel really good about it. Then we have our flagship, which is the Healthy Box, which is sixty-six dollars per month. And the difference between those two, which it's hard to convey this online, so I'm glad I can explain it here, sure. yeah. is that uh, 
there's a you know there's a psychology about when people buy online and people do this all the time and they look at the price and they try to figure out the, like the number of items and they do this math and they're like how much is it per snack and they kind of do this calculus so it's important on the low end and i guess i'm giving some advice to my competitors here um it's okay <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot and, and the world continue to be more it's really in the execution um is that you know people want to get a lot of items for their money so we have a lot of smaller single serving items and even though you're looking at here and there's some some big stuff these are kind of the smaller items um, once you bump up to the next level that's when we have some of the really kind of more cool more expensive mm -hmm. bigger things that kind of come in resealable pouches um, a little more exciting so we're able to kind of take the the extra money and play with it a little bit more and um, people really really love that product and it's a uh, we have a higher satisfaction rate with that one than with this one. Mm -hmm. And then um, the level above that is the large box, which is just a combination of the two together. So you get oh, okay. a healthy box and you get a starter. So it's a really good way for people just to, to get more snacks. You know, if they have a larger family or people get it for their office. Yeah, I noticed that on your website you indicate like the serving size mm -hmm. and like how many people, you know, it, it would serve, which I think is a, a really good idea. Um, cause if you're just an individual, like say if it's just me, you know, it's like if I was to do, to do a subscription service and I'm getting one box a month, like how much can I go through? But if I'm, you know, with somebody else or, you know, doing it as a, as a group kind of thing, then what's the best option for, for all of us? Well, if you're not sure you, you get the starter. Mm-hmm. So you start with the starter, and okay. then you Clearly. naturally move up to the helmet. Yeah, and then you can adjust what your subscription is. A long time, there's no, like, com is there any, like, commitments? Can you do, like, as a one-time thing? <clears throat> um, there's no commitment, um, and I have a 110% money-back guarantee. So if someone's unsatisfied, uh, we do everything we can to make them satisfied, or we, we send them back all their money. Um, mm -hmm. I was in uh, the construction service industry before this, and uh, when I started this company, I kind of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sure, recalled from some of the pain points I had in that in that business. And when I was creating my own, I kind of said, well, what kind of business would I want to work with, you know, and subscribe from? And uh, one where they're trying to trick people into, you know, some kind of commitment or weird thing or get them to buy something they don't like. That's just not how I want it to operate. So... Uh, there's a cancel at any time. There's no mm -hmm. commitment. The only thing we ask is that uh, we ask that people cancel before the first of the month because it's a very at this point it's a very big logistical operation when you have thousands of boxes going all over the world and getting there in time. Um, and uh, if people aren't satisfied, we send them their money back. So you're you're just talking a little bit about your background in construction. Tell me just a little bit, if you if you will, uh, about yourself where. You grew up, where you come from, kind of how healthy living <laughs> entered your life. I mean, it could was it always there? Uh, okay, so two different things. Um, I'm from South Florida, okay, Boca Raton, where we just had the presidential debate, mm -hmm. or Del Boca Vista, which was where uh, Seinfeld sent his parents, right? Which is probably a good description of Boca Raton. Uh, grew up there, went to school at the University of Florida in Gainesville, uh, studied building construction, uh, graduated, got recruited to work, uh, in Washington, D.C., 
they had this thing. Um, what was it? Oh, the winter, and uh, did not like that at all. <laughs> Tell me more about this winter. Yeah, this winter thing. No, I'm from from the East Coast, New Jersey, so I'm very familiar with the winter. So I moved back um, to Florida, uh, got my general contracting license, started working with uh, in the family business, um, which was primarily plumbing service. Uh, with my GC license, we expanded into a couple other things, remodeling houses, uh, standby generators, um, and did that for a long time and realized I, I needed to figure out what I was doing. It was the, the family business, not mine, mm-hmm. and I was kind of coming into my golden years of productivity, and I said, well, I got to either, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. So went to Africa, try to figure out what I wanted to do. Me and Dave Chappelle were hanging out. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> Great place to go to find yourself right? and exactly. get some clarity. <laughs> you know, he had the $50 million TV show deal. I You didn't have that kind of money no, going on? No, But I was actually on the top of the mountain trying to figure this all out. My brother inadvertently inspired me to start this sure. backpacking.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, went home. Basically decided that the family business wasn't for me. Put everything to my car. Drove out to California. I planned on going to San Francisco or Boulder, which were to me, which were in my head branded as the two like kind of tech startup mm-hmm. cities to go. And uh, my best friend out here, uh, Mike Goldberg, said, well, "I got an extra room in L.A. Why don't you stay with me and then, uh, you know, use that as kind of launching point to to get into San Francisco versus just showing up and trying right, to get a hotel right. or something." So I did and uh, stayed with him for a little bit and discovered this incredible place called the Coloft in Santa Monica, which is a, a co-working facility. Mm-hmm. And um, the owner, this guy, Vesta Rasuli, gave me a tour and I just knew, it was like love at first sight, I just knew that this was the place. I love Santa Monica. And like the next day I went and rented an apartment right next door and, um, and just stayed in Santa Monica. That's great. Yeah. That's so cool. And then uh, did you grow up with... I know you said that you were vegan at one point. Uh, how old were you when you were vegan? Uh, probably 25. Okay. Um, so when you were growing up, was there any sort of healthy influence in your life or was it okay, so this, potatoes? This is how it happened. Okay. Uh, in college, I, I really got kind of obsessed with the idea of a business and creating passive income. So I had this, this dream that I was going to create a business that you could kind of do the work, set up the systems, and it would create income and allow me to mm-hmm. go live this like fabulous, young, retired life. <laughs> so I, re- I read like everything I could about business. And once you read about 50 to 100 of these kind of business books, the, like the memes and themes kind of repeat over and over again. Sure. You start seeing the same things over. And the recurring pattern really was um, to do really good in business, you kind of like have to get this personal development piece, right? Like if you mm-hmm. aren't disciplined in yourself, um, you're not going to be able to inspire and manage like other people. So then my focus really shifted from getting like really, really into the business thing. I, I thought I learned a lot that I could there. Then I started getting into personal development and kind of dived into that and went to workshops and really explored that space. And kind of the same thing. Once you kind of read all the literature there and you get getting it, the same kind of patterns are improving. And the thought in that space was kind of like, until you kind of take care of yourself and get your health in order, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do with personal development, right? Like if you can't have the discipline to put the right things into your body, you can't have the discipline to wake up early and exercise and do all this stuff. So it kind of like started in business, mm-hmm. moved to um, the personal development, personal and then ended up in the health. And I think that healthy surprise is actually like a really 
interest and confluence of all those things. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because yeah. it's got the health component where I think I'm, I'm doing that and I'm learning all the time. Um, I've created this business which uh, is becoming kind of more passive and mm -hmm. enabling a really interesting lifestyle where I can go on shows like this. And then um, the personal development part is kind of the psychology of how Healthy Surprise works. So I look at it as kind of like a hack. Um, one of the things I thought really interesting in my study of personal development was this idea of propinquity. So propinquity is the relationship of a nearness, the nearness of an object to how it, it affects you. Huh. So for example, if we had a jar of M&Ms on this table... We wouldn't. <laughs> um, but go on for the we, sake of example. If we had a jar of, uh, of healthy snacks on this table, like the golden berries... Like for example, mm -hmm. the golden berries right now, when you open them and you put them close to me, I grab some. Now, I'm gonna put them close to you just to test this theory. Well, now that they're like you moved them now, but they were kind of like, <laughs> they were out of my reach. Uh -huh. So because of the like the, the propinquity and the and the farness of them, I wasn't able to like do what I'm gonna do now and reach in and grab them, mm -hmm. right? So if they're on the table, I'm gonna eat more of them than if they're further away. If we put them on like in the kitchen, you probably would eat less than if you put them in the cupboard, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of like spatial relationship, and um, that's. That is very, very, there's been studies, yada, 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 about how food is related to this too. So um, the idea with Healthy Surprise was instead of making like, it's kind of like opt-in versus opt-out. Instead of people having to go and choose to go find these snacks and do the work and look at all the labels, if we could take kind of take advantage of this propinquity effect and proactively ship a box of healthy food around so you always have it around, mm -hmm. like you're so much more likely to eat that right. than like some other crap. That no, that's sense? that makes perfect sense. Uh, and also, people are lazy. Take it from me, because I'm lazy. Uh, no, yeah, when, when something is just kind of presented to you, it's like, absolutely, I will have some of that. Um, as opposed to when you go out and buy it and then put it away and be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, have this, you know, next week or whatever, then you forget about it, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, when something's right in front of you, an open package of uh, delicious inkenberries. Oh man, I keep these all night. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like some people, like I got this one friend of mine, Milan, he orders a hunt, he's got the large box. Uh-huh. And every month he gets it, and he gets it like on, you know, the 15th, and it's gone on the 18th. Because mm -hmm. he just, like, he just stops eating everything else and just it's eats there? healthy surprise yeah. for three days. And I don't think that's, I mean, look, that's great for Healthy Surprise's business. Might but, not be the healthiest decision. <laughs> yeah, what I tell them, I mean, there's kind of a way to use it, right? Uh -huh. So I take these snacks, I take, throw a couple in your in your backpack or your purse, mm -hmm. um, keep some in the car. Like You want to kind of have them around. So if you can't eat consciously and you can't always be in a situation where, like being a vegan, I mean, it's, it's challenging, right? Not every place is accommodating. Um, and instead of going to a place and maybe having to like not make the right decision if you have a good option around or a healthy mm -hmm. snack you can eat that instead absolutely yeah uh, i think well because uh i work in an office building and i'm sitting in front of a computer all day and frequently throughout the day i'm just opening up my drawer just being like oh man what snack might i have hidden for myself and before uh we had left for the holiday break Mm -hmm. I guess I bought a couple of bags of kale chips and I left one in my desk drawer. And then the other day when I got back to work for the first day in like two weeks, I'm just like, oh God, I've been gone so long and I'm sure that there's nothing here. And then I open up the drawer and it's like, oh, kale chips. And it's like, yes, 
Thank you so much. This beautiful, healthy surprise <laughs> just waiting for me. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I, I think it's it's really cool what you're doing. Uh, is this your like main thing? Is this what you what you're doing? Yeah, fourteen hours a day. Fourteen hours a day. Way to go. Yeah. I mean, I read this book called The Four Hour Work Week. Uh huh. And I think you should have made it like the four thousand hour a year, right? Because yeah. you got to like work all the time to mm-hmm. like really get this thing off the ground. Like I, I know you talk to these guys, uh, the vegan snack attack. Um, yes. Service. And uh, they said, like, you know, they had a couple, they had a handful of, of people, and that it was, it was, they're starting out and they've learned a lot. Um, and it's just, you know, starting a business, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, and you kind of go through these different phases. I mean, there's been other people that have kind of imitators or people that have done similar stuff. Because uh, it's kind of like a, it's an easy thing to get into in the beginning mm-hmm. when you have a couple orders and you do it. But then when you start getting, you start getting hundreds in, in, the, in the logistics of all that and the, the thing got delivered to the wrong place and this happened. Right. Um, it, it starts becoming, it, it gets very real, very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of work. Uh, so, yeah, this is, the, this is the main focus right now. Oh, that's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to uh, eating all of these things and drinking these things too. Uh, of course, the fruit point oh will be saved for a much warmer day. Uh, as we're kind of feeling the, some of the effects of that thing called winter we were just talking about. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, wow, we've gone well over an hour. This has been fantastic. Is there anything that uh, you wanted to talk about before we uh, wrap things up? Well, I, I made a, um, a code for your listeners. No way. Yeah, um, vegan snack attack. That's good. That's for, amazing. For so just a code to enter when you're checking out? Mm-hmm. Or? mm-hmm. Vegan snack attack. You heard it. It's fifty uh, percent off your first month. That's so cool. Yeah, which I almost never do. Um, I'm gonna. I, I I'm just gonna. Like I'm that. gonna record something to put at the top of the show. To oh, oh, unless this is like a badge for listening throughout the entire episode. <laughs> that's uh, up. That's up to you. You can decide that. But uh, that's really cool. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, I mean, look, my my goal is is to help people eat better, and um, I look at it that. You know, my job isn't to convert people. That's mm-hmm. your job. You know I mean? My job is not to convert people. <laughs> okay, well, they, if they, it happens, it happens, well, and I'm happy about I, it. I'm more of like serving the choir uh-huh. than like making people to join the choir. You know okay. what I mean? So I'm, right. I'm trying to say like, hey, you get it. Let me make it easy for you. Sure. You know? Well, I mean, and I think that I, I have the same philosophy in a, in a broader sense where uh, I do get a lot of feedback from people who aren't vegan, who are interested in incorporating a, a larger vegan diet into their daily lives. Uh, and they don't have to go vegan. But as long as they know that there are these things out there that they don't have to be intimidated by and they know that they're going to enjoy, uh, then I'm doing, I'm doing my job. Well, that actually... I brought up a good point. Um, so one of the other reasons I really believe in, in what I'm doing here and I, to, get, to tie it in is that, you know, people have this, this mental thing that vegan isn't going to taste good or whatever, or mm-hmm. healthy isn't going to taste good or it's going to be weird. And it's, you're going to be really hard to get someone that's going from like steak and potatoes and Coca-Cola to eating like a kale salad, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to like to make that leap. Um, but snack food, like... This stuff all tastes really good. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no one I would go, if I went up to Venice Beach and started handing these snacks and, like, say, try this, no one's going to be like, oh, this is gross. Everyone's going to like it. So, it's a really good way to kind of, you can kind of, like, like a sleeper thing Mm -hmm. and show people, hey, try this stuff. It's all vegan. It's all healthy. It's all good for you. 
and just kind of like open the door to them and let them realize like, oh my God, it is possible to eat food that makes me feel good Mm -hmm. and is good for me that doesn't taste bad. Well, that's another important thing to note is that, I, I mean, I'm looking at a lot of the products here and it's not like they say vegan in big bold letters right on the front. I mean, the, uh, the Rise Energy Bar says it on the front, but a lot of the, the other things don't necessarily say it. They might say it small or on the back somewhere that it's vegan. But if you're just saying to somebody like, hey, try this like fig coconut thing or whatever, then that sounds pretty tasty, you know? But if you tell somebody who's a steak and potatoes guy, hey, have this vegan, you know, snack right here, then they'll just be like, I don't think that's for me. Because, and this is going back to how the word vegan is a big qualifier, uh, and it can be a big turnoff to people, where it's like, if you're a steak and potatoes guy and you hear the word vegan, just that word is like, that is not who I am, so I am not going to enjoy this. But if you say, you know, here, have some of this coconut bar, then... They might be totally into it. Or have this class with vegan water. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like vegan and gluten-free, you know, like people use those those words like with the, the like to be, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I am vegan. Right. Like I am gluten-free. No one says like I am a Ford or I am a Honda. Right. You know what I mean? Like but some people have this emotional connection mm-hmm. to it um, that is super, super strong, like in the plus. Mm-hmm. And it can also be super strong like in a negative way too. Right. If people have a bad association. Yeah, I mean, usually if I'm ta- if I'm meeting somebody the first time and they ask me about some of the stuff I do, and this podcast comes up, I'm just I, I talk to them, I'm just like you know, I have a podcast. It's about vegan veganism and vegan snacking and things like that. Then they get the idea that that's part of my life, but it's not like, hi, I'm John, I'm a vegan, and uh, there are some other things about me, but that's the most important thing. That's because it's not. It's you know just part of who I am. And uh, I, I love doing this show and, and meeting people like yourself who play uh, what I believe is to be a very important role in the, the vegan world. And we've got a great community and uh, very happy to have you as uh, a distributor of goods in that community. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we should definitely start wrapping things up. We're getting, we're running a little long. But uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. And the website is, is just... HealthySurprise.com. Yeah. And then when you go to check out, type in Vegan Snack Attack. Yep. Uh, and that's that's an amazing thing that you've done for, for us. I really appreciate that. And you too. Keep keep going with the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you like it. And I'm glad that you, uh, you got in touch with me to, to come on. It's been great. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye.